Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. It is our special Star Wars podcast day episode. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the man himself, Mr. Mike Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. You know, Stephen, <laughs> you, you, you picked the, the little... 30-second, uh, I don't know what we call that, the little intro. The little intro. And I get so caught up in the the funky music that I forget things. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, we were a little slow on our, our, our audio samples there. Of, Who talks first? Who talks first? You talk first? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you are on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube, uh, feel free to put into the uh, chat some fun stuff in the chat. We'd love to say hey as we're talking along here. We are in the midst of uh, I Book of Boba Fett series is going on on Disney+. Right. Plus. <laughs> We've been doing our weekly episodes. We kind of do those as bonus episodes because... Well, Mike's a big Boba Fett fan. <laughs> no, no, no. In all fairness, this series is fantastic. Oh, I Fan- Absolutely it. fantastic. Each episode is better than the first. And this most recent episode, episode six, was... The book of Luke Skywalker or Grogu. Right. <laughs> I, saw, I saw someone post a meme. Um, breaking news. Uh, mm-hmm. Boba Fett to cameo in the book of Boba, Boba Fett, Fett series. Yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, goodness. Because the last two episodes have been... Um, really Mandalorian um, the the themes that were coming up in the Mandalorian or you know have have continued but I think it, it is in service to the book of Boba Fett oh um, I agree it is it's definitely in service to book of Boba Fett it's just that episode five was uh, jarring only in the aspect of wait a minute where's Boba Fett he's the star of the show and he didn't even mm-hmm. make an appearance in the show whatsoever, in that episode whatsoever. So it was slightly mm-hmm. jarring. But, I mean, it was a great episode. I loved it. I thought it was a good episode to transition because you know they're wanting to get the Mandalorian <clears throat> for the big end fight. Right. The true. big end fight sequence, excuse me. And um, I, it gave us the opportunity to see the transition of where he's been to now when we'll see him for the fight and stuff. So Well, and then we I, had... I like Episode six, um, which I mean, oh gosh, it was an awesome episode. Uh, But again, book of Boba Fett wasn't, he was barely in it. He was in it. He was barely in it Mm -hmm. though. Um, But it was, it was a little more prevalent on Luke Skywalker and Grogu. So I almost want to call it book of Luke Skywalker, book of Grogu. (laughs) Right. Right. I, uh, yeah, so so what are we going to talk about today? It is National Podcast Star Wars Podcast Day, or I guess I keep saying national, but you know it's Star Wars Podcast I guess Day. It's national. I don't know. It's Star Wars Podcast right. Day. Um, well, Star Wars. Yeah, Pod- there are. We we are recording on February. What is today? <laughs> I don't even know what today Today's is. Today's the fifth. We Today's are, the fifth, February fifth. We're, we're recording. We're recording on February fifth, um, but this episode will launch. On February seventh, the recording of this, the audio version of the this audio episode. version will, mm-hmm. and that is actually Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, so yep. we chose as a topic since Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, and Mandalorian are hot right now. Um, I decided I wanted to talk about Jango Fett today. Um, give mm-hmm. Boba's dad a little bit of love, you know. Um, well, it was brilliant on your part when we were talking about this last week um, and you talked about bringing up Jango Fett. I thought, you know, I don't know a whole lot about him other than what we had in the movie. Right. And and, um, and I was 
I thought this would be really good because this will give us insight into Boba Fett himself. Yeah. Who, who the, who his dad was, you know, cause Boba Fett now Boba Fett was the unaltered clone, right? Correct. Or, or, or not totally unaltered. No, he's totally unaltered. Yeah. Okay. They did not speed up his aging and nothing. There was, there was nothing that was applied to him. So he is a straight clone from mm-hmm. Django Fett, which is, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why Tamara Morrison is now playing Boba Fett. <laughs> cause he originally right? played Django <laughs> Fett. In episode two, <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I thought it was a great idea because it gives us into, you know, it goes back to the old psychological discussion or uh, nature versus nurture. You know, what is it that's innate within us versus, you know, nature versus nurture? What is the surrounding environment and how does it influence who we are as personality? You know, what's the balance between the two? And I thought, oh, what a fascinating topic for Django Fett to help us get what's the nature side of him that he got, you know, Boba Fett got from his dad, but his dad also nurtured him as well. And, uh, and so I, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to this. Now you gave me homework, um, (laughs) which everybody, I have to admit, I I apologize. I only got half of my homework done. I watched uh, the star Wars theory uh, discussion on Django Fett, which was from a year ago. And um, in which he references and says, hey, you need to watch or excuse me, you need to read this comic book series. Now, I have it under my Marvel Unlimited to read. I just didn't get to it this week. And I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. Mike, I'm publicly apologizing. I'm so That's sorry. That's all get right. To it. That's all right. Well, the, the comic book is Django Fett. Um, oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to blank on the name of it. Uh, the penguin has fallen off the iceberg. Oh, shoot. What was the name of it? I, You know, I thought I was ready for this. Um, you are. You're ready for this. We're just having a great time, you know, talking and having a conversation. Uh, if I go to my Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah, I was going to Comixology. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, so on my, on my library. Open Seasons. It's. Ah, I got you. I beat, beat me you there. there. Beat you so, there. yeah, here's my everybody. If you can see that, uh, nope, that's all <laughs> too fuzzy. And also, there's the Age of Republic Django Fett. There's a one issue in 2019, which I was looking forward to reading, and I still am. And then the four issue series of Django Fett Open Seasons. Now, does your app tell you what year that that comic came out? It does. Two thousand and two. Two thousand and two. So twenty okay. years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, it is twenty years ago. Oh my god! Oh. Now is that considered? That's considered legends today, right? Yeah, that would be considered legends. Um, okay. In in my head canon, though, I, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this. This is this is Django's origin. Because um, I mean, okay. there, there's some discussion on whether Django is actually a Mandalorian or not, and therefore whether Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Because um, it came up several years ago in the Clone Wars when we had the Prime Minister or whatever, Obi-Wan approaches the Prime Minister and says, uh, I, I recently encountered a a, Bo- uh, a bounty hunter named Django Fett who wore the, the uh, armor of the Mandalorians. And the... Uh-huh. Prime Minister is like, yeah, I know who this Django Fett is, and he is not a Mandalorian. And I, as a Fett fan, was furious. I'm like, what do you mean? You were offended. Yes. (laughs) Highly offended. Um, I'm like, what do you mean Django's not a Mandalorian? Are you freaking kidding me? Um, and George Lucas had said in interviews, nope, nope, Django and Boba are not Mandalorians. And Dave Filoni backed that up because, of course, Dave Filoni had to back it up. I mean, he was working for George Lucas at the time. But now, fast forward to Book of Boba Fett and, or well, actually fast forward to Mandalorian <clears throat> and in, in the Mandalorian, Boba Fett is introduced and he gets his his armor back and he he brings up the 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 chain code thing on his wrist thingy and I still don't understand that scene. <laughs> I, 
I don't get that. This is my father, Jango Fett, and therefore blah, 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 blah. He's a Mandalorian. <laughs> right. It's like, huh? How does that prove anything? I don't I don't right. quite understand. I'll I'll accept it's- I'll it's like, kind of like Catholic priests. Catholic priests have uh, what they call lines of succession. And oh. it's like saying, hey, I was ordained by this bishop who was ordained by this bishop who was <laughs> ordained by this bishop. And it goes all the way back to, you know, some claim to go all the way back to Peter, or, you know, those kinds of things. And, and who knows? But it's the concept of um, I am from a lineage and this is my lineage of, of, and so I'm legit because I got this, if that makes sense. Well, I always thought Boba Fett was legit, but I still don't understand his whole little chain code thing. It's just, I don't know, that is, wow. Those are just his lines of succession. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, that's a better explanation. You gave a better explanation than anything I've gotten at, to this point. So I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. It's just weird. That's all. It's like the heck does this mean dude <laughs> you know right um but so no i i wanted to delve into Django fett and his origin because now another thing i i think i think i told you that when mando when see we season one we weren't doing our podcast yet and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. um I, I think we had discussed the fact that uh mando's they basically stole Django Fett's or his origin story and applied it to to Din Djarin, you know, because we discover that Din Djarin was a uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. an orphan, and right. he was saved by well, he was saved by Death Watch actually, mm-hmm. um, and then through that he becomes one of their foundlings, you know. Um, Django is almost the exact same origin. It's it's almost exactly. There's some slight differences, but same thing. Django becomes orphaned. He is rescued by Mandalorians. Now he's not rescued by Death Watch because Death Watch is fighting against the Mandos that that rescue Django. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and we'll Jango, get more into that in a right. little bit. I mean, you'll right. explain that more in a little bit. But but then Django but then becomes a found. Jarn is a very similar story. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. they just. Pretty much said, okay, I'm going to take this part of Django's origin, origin, and I'm going to apply it to this Mandalorian. <laughs> this is pretty much what they did. Mm-hmm. It was cut and paste, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that was now in Din Djarin's case in the Mandalorian. That was that was a different. Um, what did what did Bo Katan call it? Zealots. There was kind of a zealots section of the Mandalorian code well, kind you, of a thing. No, no. Okay. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I'm really confused of where, uh, yeah, you're, you're talking about the whole creed and the not taking off your helmet and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bo-Katan said, you guys are zealots and you're crazy right. pretty much now, which I find really weird because, Bo-Katan uh, is more or less part of Death Watch. She she followed Death Watch, and the Mandos that that uh, take in um, Dinjarin, they're Death Watch. So the um, the armorer and uh, what's his face, the 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 big Mando. The- the John Favreau oh, yeah, and John Visla. Favreau. The Visla. I can't yeah. remember which Visla he was. I, There's I so know. many Vislas. I'm so confused. Oh, and, we and, get into story, and we're gonna we're gonna I was even more confused. We're gonna get even more into Visla, so it it <laughs> it plays into Django too. Um okay. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of what his, his name is. Anyway. Anyhow, uh they they're they're sect deriver uh Derives from okay. Death Watch. <laughs> so okay. I, I don't know. I don't understand where the separation of this whole not wearing the helmet thing came from. Because Death Watch, they took their freaking helmets off all the time. You know, Bo right. took hers off and all the Death Maybe Watch. Maybe it was the zealots of a Death Watch. I don't you know. know. What I'm saying? I, I don't get it. I, 
It is so right. confusing. Uh, Mandalorian uh, uh, history is is very freaking confusing, and I I don't quite understand all of it. Not you got to admit it's fascinating. There's a lot of lore for Mandalore. Oh my god, yeah, that was good. Good, good, <laughs> good play on words there. So, yeah. So we essentially, um, if you follow the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars really only showed two lines of Mandalorians. We had, well, I guess technically there were three. Because um, you, you have the, the peaceful Mandalorians, which is known as the new Mandalorians. And okay. the, they're the pacifists. Um, okay. That would be... Uh, which seems so funny for Mandalore. Well, right. You know, right. Mandalorians. Well, and see, that's that's very recent. Well... In Clone Wars, that was very recent history, and they were basically trying to change the idea of being a Mandalorian. Because um, Mandalorian was all about being a warrior. And, mm-hmm. you know, the pacifists wanted to do with do away with that. They wanted to do away with their past uh, of being these uh, just... And forge a new future. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I personally do not like that. I want my Mandalorians to be warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Yet Mike was offended again. (laughs) It's like, how do you have a Mandalorian that's a pacifist? That doesn't even make sense. You know, I love how Din Djarin walks around going, uh, what are you talking about? Weapons are part of my religion. (laughs) Yeah. That's my Mandalorian right there. You know, Mm -hmm. weapons Mm -hmm. are part of my religion. I love it. Hashtag my Mandalorian. That's right. My Mandalorian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, essentially you have you have the pacifists, which are considered the new Mandalorians. You have Death Watch. Um, and then you have where Django came from, according to uh, the comic book series. Uh, they're called the true Mandalorians. Um because they wanted to separate themselves from those other two <laughs> factions. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they didn't believe in what those other two believed in. They would prefer to be the warriors. Granted, Death Watch wants to be warriors too, but I think with the uh true Mandalorians you had more of a an honor code is is what they okay. you know. Which mm-hmm. I think plays into Jango Fett, I pl- and I believe that bl- that plays into Boba Fett a lot too. The whole honor code. Now, um, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars theory, uh, he said basically that honor code was called the Super Commando Code, which I believe I have the books, but I've only read the first of the books, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I should I should get to reading those, but I got so many books on my list, it's not even funny. And I've actually right. I've actually had those books since they were introduced, but the Commando series by Karen Travis, which we've had Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had Karen on before. Everybody, we've had Karen on the show. Right, yes, right, yes. right, right. Go listen to that. It's really interesting. We don't talk Star Wars, but we do talk about writing and stuff like that, which is good. No, she flat out told me I don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, and that's okay. And we respected it. Um, I we did, did, and it was a great conversation. I really did want to talk to her about Star Wars, but you know, I know you did. I know it was it's okay. I was bummed when she said one rule: no Star Wars. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. That's that's pretty much why I contacted you. But hey, hey, we played by our rules, so right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so now. Yeah, anyway, sorry about that. So super super commando code. Right. Um, which if I remember right, that plays into her books. And that is the code that went from Django through all the clones. So and I believe to this day that that, that Boba still resides by that code. You know, that is that is the the uh mount the the Mandalorian code per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was part of the reason that, uh, Karen left the series cause she, she didn't write the final book in the series. She quit, um, because George Lucas, uh, did not, <laughs> did not go by her books in the Clone Wars cartoon series. <laughs> there were, 
there were some things that he did that contradicted what she wrote and she didn't like that and got upset and quit. Now you can take that for whatever you want, you know, (laughs) I mean, on on one sense, George Lucas is the creator, you know, it is his, his creation. Do you know if that was the issue for a fact? I, that's what I've read. That's, you know, again, okay. that's what I wanted Karen to tell us. <laughs> right. We want to get her perspective. I want Yeah. I wanted her perspective on what happened is, is what I really wanted to talk about. And yeah, she, she, she didn't want to talk about that. So <laughs> that's all right. I know she's got a huge blog on her website where she does discuss some of these yeah. things. And yeah. I didn't think to go back and read that to remember. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Super Commando Code, and then we see that, and then it gets passed on. So let's. So now we're getting into the realm of okay. Now wait a minute. Who is Django Fett? Who is he? Okay, because because all I know is he's the dude that got gave the DNA for the clones, and he was really cool. Uh, but he got Boba Fetted. <laughs> I can't say that anymore because Boba Fett lives. But he got, you know, you know Samuel L. Jackson with his purple lightsaber, you know, yeah. just whoop. Yeah, you know, like, Tamara and uh, Ming Wan Ming Wan Yen. Ming Wan, yeah, Ming Wan Yen. They they've been doing uh, 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 promotion junkets for for Book of Boba Fett. And uh-huh. and they they recently did this one where there's an app that it says uh, find out which Star Wars villain you are. So Mingwa and Tamara both take take the quiz on on air. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it's hilarious too, right? Um, so one of the questions is what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And and Tamara Morrison's like, well, uh, well, Attack of the Clones isn't on here. <laughs> So it would be Attack of the Clones. He's like, except I never got to see the end of the movie because because that because I got my head chopped off. But you're right. <laughs> so I, I don't remember which movie he ended up choosing. Um, but anyway, they the, and then another question is: if you had a lightsaber, what color would you choose? Uh, tomorrow's like definitely not purple. <laughs> I don't like that li- lightsaber. Um, I think he chose green, and I think Ming Wash chose orange, if I remember yeah. right. But anyway, yeah, Ming Na Ming, Ming Na Win Ming yeah. Na Win, yeah. Uh, but Ming Na chose orange, um, and then I don't remember all the other questions. But when it came down to it, revealing what villains they were, Ming Na was Darth Maul, and Tamara Morrison. Was Fennec Shan? <laughs> That's funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> and she's like, "No, you're just saying it." He goes, "No," and he showed the app. And he's like, "Nope, see right here. It says Fennec Shan. You are Fennec Shan." <laughs> That's funny. It was great. That's it, funny. Good. That was a great moment. I loved it. So anyway, getting back to our discussion. Um, if you, yeah, you, we're 24 minutes in. And we haven't even started Django's story. <laughs> Ah, it's okay. Um, so if if you go back to the the comic open seasons, um, okay, you have you have two factions of Mandos fighting. You have the new Mandalorians, which is uh, led by oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, shoot, I don't know where my notes went to. Goodness. Uh, starts with a J. J. Jeez. <laughs> are, are you talking about... What are you talking about now? The Jaster. One? Jaster. Oh, Jaster. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Jaster or was it Jasker? No, Jaster. Jaster. Okay. Yes, it is Jaster. And... Okay. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, the the new Mandalorians are led by Jaster Morel Morale Morel. We'll just keep saying Jaster. Yeah. Now Jaster. wait, you said earlier though that the new Mandalorians these were the ones who were excuse me 
they were the ones who were trying to bring back the heritage of Mandalore, right? Right. right. Okay. And they're fighting with, uh, uh, yeah. Visla. Right. Against Visla and Death Watch, right? De- Death Watch, right, yes. And, okay. and Visla. Because their leader is, now get this, is Tar Visla. <laughs> okay. Everybody, you better start taking notes. Yeah, this is where it gets real freaking confusing. And we learn in right. Mandalorian that the the Mandalore, who is a Jedi crossed with a Mandalorian, he is right. Tor Vizsla. Tor Vizsla, right. But, and but, that was, what, a thousand years yeah, ago? That in like, the, right, that was like a thousand years ago. <clears throat> but now, Right, and he was the guy who created the, the Darksaber. Right, right. He, okay. he, he built the Darksaber. Now the dark saber doesn't come to play in into this comic series. I'm just assuming they hadn't thought of the dark saber until Clone Wars. That that's just my guess. But so this is Tor Vizsla, and Tor Vizsla is he leads Death Watch. No, so, no, this is Tar Vizsla. Or yeah, Tar Vizsla. Sorry. See, okay. I told you I'm, I'm gonna just, get these confused. That's why I'm taking notes. <laughs> so Vizsla. <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> eventually all they call him is Vizsla. They they just call him Vizsla. Right. So mm. Vizsla heads up Death Watch. And Death Watch and the new Mandalorians fight each other. Well, at one point, Death Watch kind of sets up this whole scenario where um, new Mandalorians are, they they think they're running this mission. And it's it's all set up by Death Watch. And it takes them to. It's a trap, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. It's 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 a trap. Um, it takes them to the Fett's homeworld, where the Fets live, where the their family lives, where Django's mm-hmm. father, his mother, and we find out Django actually has a sister. Did not mm-hmm. know that at all. Um, You're right. So it takes us to them. They're actually farmers, and now Django's father has fought in in wars though. And he's fought with the new Mandalorians. And uh, he actually has fought alongside Jaster Morel, who who leads okay. the new Mandalorians. Now, he is called the Man- – Jaster is the Mandalore. So right. the rightful ruler of the Mandalorians. Which is what Tar – Tar. Or Tor. <laughs> Tor is the Jedi. Right. Which is what they call Tor Vizsla, the the Mandalore. They call him the Mandalore. Okay. So that's where these two kind of collide. They're, you know, there's a little difference between these two uh, stories. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Django's father tries to hide the new Mandalorians from Death Watch mm-hmm. and Vizsla. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vizsla comes across Jango Fett as a boy. So we see him about the same age we see Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. Okay. And And he, he threatens uh, Jango. You know, he's like, where are these people at? You know, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill your entire family and all this stuff. Right. And they do end up killing both Jango's mother and father, which orphans Jango then. Okay, and they actually kidnap. They they allude that they kill the sister, but they actually end up uh, taking the sister. They kidnap her, and then we learn. Death Watch does right. Death Watch does now. According to uh, Star Wars theory, she actually becomes a member of Death Watch later, which I would love to see that come back into play. I, I would love mm-hmm. for, you know, Boba to find out he's got an aunt who is uh, a part of Death Watch. <laughs> it's the armorer. Oh, crap. That would be so freaking awesome. Oh, that my would God. be cool. That oh, my gosh. Cool. I didn't even think about that. How cool would that be if she was his aunt? Oh, my gosh. Wow. That, oh, boom. That just blows my mind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That would be so neat, because then, then, man, that would put them them to at total odds at, at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing. If she became a member of death watch, who's not to say that she became more of a, you know, well, now she's, she's not a member of death watch, but the way they talk, whatever faction they are, cause they don't really give a name of what their faction is, but they say okay. they, they claim that they derive from death watch. Mm-hmm. So, Mm-hmm. Everyone, you heard it here first on Two Geeks and a Microphone. Mike and Steven have predicted that the armorer is, is Boba, Boba Fett's, Fett's long lost sister, or Jango Fett's long lost sister. Right. Okay. Or Boba Fett's aunt. I should be dead by them because, you know, he's, because Boba Fett's much older. Well, he's much more older. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, but she's, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, she probably would be dead. Um, I don't know. That could bring in some. That would have been fun, though. Yeah, okay, oh well, gosh. we just had a good time. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, on, maybe, maybe we... our own head here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the armor couldn't. The the timeline wouldn't work out. But that would have been Bummer. fun. That would have been so much fun. Dang. Yeah. Kind of hope. I kind of wish they were aliens now, so they could have a longer lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Death Watch ends up torching the fields uh, of of the farm of of the Fett's farms, trying to take out uh, uh, the new Mandalorians and Jas- Jaster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jaster escapes, and he he uh, he saves Jango Fett. So so mm-hmm. Jango Fett is now at this point a foundling. Which, he's a ward of the state. No, I'm just kidding. He's a foundling. Yes. <laughs> well, no, no, because because the uh, Mandal the new Mandalorians are taking him in. So they're and they're taking him in as a Mandalorian, which is exactly what happens to Dinjarin. You know, that's right. Now Dinjarin, I think it was in the uh, I think it was in the Mandalorian Civil War, is when that happens. I think, and because we see all the droids and stuff, which is why Mando hates droids. I mean, at least up until these last couple episodes of Boba Fett, because we see that he's a little more kind to droids in, in these last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but you know, they, they established that in episode one of Mandalorian, like when the, the speeder comes to take him away, like like a taxi, and it's it's piloted by a droid. And he's like, no, no droids. I don't do droids. Mm-hmm. So I think Mando's come a long way but since then. But um, but yeah. So it's 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 almost the exact same origin. It's like they just cut and paste, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. cut it from mm-hmm. Django, paste it to to Mando. But, Mando. but in all openness, wouldn't that not be a, a major theme within Mandalore itself? We take in these younglings, these orphans, and we make them. Yeah, I think it has become a major theme, especially now with with Dinjarin and and uh, Grogu, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think it has become a major theme, um, and now of course now we're learning, you know, we're going back and learning from this comic book that that Django basically has the same origin too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I would say that's that's you know, um, but now. See, that's the thing. George Lucas was like, um, no, Django and Boba are not Mandalorians, you know. <laughs> now, okay, by bloodline, yes, you're right. They're not Mandalorians. But right. they're foundlings, which is what Din Djarin is. So right. I've always had it in the back of my head ever since the Mandalorian. I'm like, well, why in the heck would you say that Django and, and Boba are not are not Mandalorian then, because then the Mandalorian isn't a Mandalorian, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in my head, they're all Mandalorians, <laughs> no matter <laughs> my what. Head rules. <laughs> now, just for the record, that is spelled C A N O N, not C A N N O N. Okay, a new guy. I knew a guy that was he he made a book, he printed a book, he self-published and he, he put all these Christian canons and and um C A N O N he and um you know into a book and you know so people could read or whatever. And then when it finally got published, he missed on the front cover it was 
<laughs> rather than being C A N O N, it was C A N N O N. Wow. It's like, well, at least that was a small print run. <laughs> so I guess on the next print, he, he had it corrected then. He had it corrected, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like a wartime cannon. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Our head cannon is C-A-N-O-N. <laughs> Good distinction there. Good distinction. Yep. I never even really thought about that. <laughs> That's yep. funny. I will say this, though. I do like what you're saying. It's really good insight that realistically, based upon what we're, you know, they are Mandalorians. Right. Um, I like how you explain that because they're foundlings. They get, they get, you know, taken into the culture and you become Mandalorian. Right. So, um, and I'm not one to say George Lucas is wrong. I, well, no, it's his but, creation. It, it is his it creation. Is, it's his creation, but you know, in essence, it is being passed on to those who he has. You know, well, in Dave Filoni, let me rephrase that. I almost said, you know, he's passed on it, you know, to these people, but really, Dave Filoni guess, was was his padawan. But his ah, uh, like that, yeah, Dave Filoni was his padawan. Mm-hmm. So yes. And and, now, and Dave Filoni's getting a great opportunity to do his storytelling as well. Right taking now, that Dave universe. Filoni is becoming the yes yeah. the master. Yeah. Now, those who are fans of the Wheel of Time, you have the original author who was Robert Jordan. Yep. Who um, who passed away, and his his partner um, been with him for years, served as his editor and stuff. Um, when Brandon Sanderson wrote. Uh, a nice eulogy. She loved it. And so she said, this is the guy who could continue the story. And so she became, you know, Brandon Sanderson became the, the finisher of the series and he got to write. Now he had all the notes and, and Canon for, from Robert Jordan's work and, and from all his world building notes. Right. And so he, <laughs> but he still kind of made it his own in his own style. I think Dave Filoni's doing the same thing. I agree with you. Um, totally. The only and, difference uh, is Dave still has George around, and, and <laughs> yeah, so right. so George can pop in and go. Um, no, that's that's not right, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your your cowboy hat's on too tight. <laughs> right, well, so good. <laughs> but Dave can go. Yeah, George, you're not running things anymore. Me and Favreau are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Although I don't, right. I don't, I don't see John saying that to George. I see John no, going, "Yes, sir, yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I see John and Dave doing will, to George. I will say this though: with Book of Boba Fett, we are seeing Dave Filoni come out of that shell and into his own. I mean, oh. let me rephrase: he's been behind the scenes, <clears throat> but. Uh, but now we're beginning to see him really take a hold of the mantle that he's been given. Oh yeah, I and think now, Dave Filoni's shining all over this, all yeah, over the place. Yeah, like this. I, I mean, I've heard some people call it the Filoni verse. <laughs> well, now I would call it the Filoni Favreau verse because now I would because they're they are working together and doing a fabulous job. Together. Well, they they've been working together this whole time for for both. Uh, Book of Boba Fett and for Mandalorian. Well, Mandalorian right. started with Mandalorian, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the creative genius of the two of them, and mm-hmm. and I think their fandom plays a lot in the role too, because um, mm-hmm. the two of them are true fans of Star Wars. They're not mm-hmm. they're not just guys that came in and said, "Oh, I can get a great big paycheck out of this." I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure J. there's. J. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm. Sh- what did you say? J.J. J. Abrams. <clears throat> excuse uh-huh. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.J. Yeah. <laughs> J. Abrams and uh, 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 what's his face? Um, the one that did the second one. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. It's okay. There's, and that's it's that's okay. partially I because I pushed. Partially because I pushed the penguin off on that one. <laughs> I went, oh, look, a whale's coming by. Ugh! Yeah, it was Ryan Johnson, but oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, Ruin, Ruin Johnson. Yes, that's that's the one. Ruin Johnson. 
be nice. He probably had parameters he had to deal with. Yeah, he ruined Star Wars, so ruined Johnson. All right, um, back to Jango Fett. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so Jango Fett becomes a foundling with the Mandalorians underneath uh, Jaster, Jaster Muriel, Muriel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he becomes a great warrior under Jaster. And, and in fact, eventually, uh, uh, the leader of Death Watch, the Vizsla, ends up killing Jaster, mm-hmm. which essentially, mm-hmm. if you think about it, that that orphans Django again. He's been orphaned a second time now. Mm, it just hit nice me. insight. Yeah, it just yep. hit me. I was like, dang, he's been orphaned twice because his real father got taken out, and you know, and his mother. And now his, for the for lack of better terms, adopted father has now been taken out. So mm-hmm. so Django ends up basically leading the new Mandalorians from this this point out, and and he becomes the leader, and that's where he really begins to shine and and becomes the uh, the warrior that we know him as, you know, because um, mm-hmm. eventually he becomes this great bounty hunter. Because uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there is a point where because yeah, he was kind of tired of the whole Mandalorian ways. Or well, no, Mandalorian. it's not that he got tired. It's he, he actually got captured. Um, so there's a point where his path crosses with Count Dooku, and this mm-hmm. is actually like ten years before the Battle of Geonosis. So um, Count Dooku is sent in and, with other Jedi. Okay to try and destroy the new Mandalorians. Um, Jango actually kills five of those Jedi himself. himself. He does it barehanded, doesn't he? He does it barehanded. Which, that that speaks volumes, volumes of who Jango Fett is. And, Mm -hmm. and, okay, go back to our last episode of Book of Bounty, Bounty, Book of Boba Fett. Okay. And and uh, we have Cad Bane show up, and what does Cad Bane tell him? Cad Bane tells them Boba Fett is a cold-hearted killer who worked for the Empire. So now we go back to this scene with Jango, and he's fighting the Jedi, and he takes five of them out with his bare hands. That speaks volumes. I mean, that mm-hmm. just shows you how. Bad ass Django <laughs> And I don't think we've well, ever had that really established. Right. Well, so how he got how he got chosen too. I mean, that's the connection. Count Dooku. Right. I guess I assume tells Sifodius and Sifodius. Actually, Sifodius never comes into mention in the story at all. Not once. Well, right. But I just mean from the well, this is also No, well, he goes to the Emperor. He goes he he goes to Palpatine. Because he's he like, out. A- after all this this happens, they're looking for, you know, the the genetic code to use to create the clone army, <clears throat> and he's like, ah, uh, I think we got our man. I, I think I found our man, you know, because mm-hmm. Django takes out five of of the Jedi, and I don't remember how many Jedi there were, but then then the Je- the Jedi take out all of the new Mandalorians except for Django. Django's the only le- one left. And then they actually sell him into slavery. So, yeah, Django is sold into slavery at that point. And then there's a point where Django uh, escapes that, and that's when mm-hmm. he goes and steals the armor that we know well, the, the silver and blue armor that we know of. Okay. Now, that's where I get confused, because they claim that Django's armor is not Beskar. His armor is uh, Durasteel, um, which is not as, as strong as Beskar. And, but what I don't understand is Django steals it from the Mandalorians. So if he steals his armor from the Mandalorians, why is it not Beskar? I don't, that's something I don't get. That's a connection I don't understand at all. But, right. but he steals it from them. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's how, and which does, which does back up what the prime minister says, because the prime minister's like, I don't know how he got that armor, he stole it or something, 
Mm-hmm. And the prime minister knows he stole it. <laughs> right. He, right. He, he's just playing stupid, but um, <laughs> he, he knows that Django stole that armor and he stole it from the Mandalorians. Uh-huh. Um, but that doesn't make him any less of a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, I think this story really backs up that he's he's more Mandalorian than a lot of them are, you know, mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. his badassery <laughs> and the fact right. that he's a foundling. So, so yeah. So then at that point, that's when, because uh, it's several years after, you know, he, he, he spends several years in slavery. <clears throat> he escapes. And when he escapes, Count Dooku finds out he escaped. Count Dooku has no idea how. But finds it out and is like, that's our man. That's who we want. Mm-hmm. And so then he confronts Django and then actually tells Django that he was one of the Jedi that came after them. So I love this too. Django poisons him. <laughs> he poisons Count Dooku. And he's like, you have a couple hours to live. And, and Count Dooku's like, at first he plays along with it and then he's like, no, it's not going to work because I used the midichlorians to counteract the, the, uh, uh, the poison. Right. And he's like, so, and then Django's pretty impressed with that. Oh, and Django also does the, the trick that he uses in attack of the clone, which, which I absolutely love where he basically levitates his blasters into his hands and and uh, Dooku doesn't know how he does it. And Dooku's like, that's impressive. I, I didn't know you had Jedi skills. And he goes, it's not Jedi skills. It's electromagnets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have electromagnets in my gloves, which <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. It's like, oh, that is so cool. I love it. <laughs> but but uh, but Dooku's impressed with it. You know, he's like, that's in uh, ingenuity there. I, I like that. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things that, that made him pick Django as the genetic clone, uh, genetic, uh, code for the clones. And hence we have Django Fett and the clone army. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, and then now, you know, go ahead what, real quick. When you had stated that whole thing about be, him being picked and how, you know, taking out five Jedi just barehanded, you know, kind of a thing. Um, it brought back to mind, you know, Order 66. Yep. And why the clones were able to overpower the Jedi. Now, not as a whole, the Jedi oh. as a whole, but just, but as, you know, they had, I, I thought it was brilliant on the Empire's part to separate all the Jedi. So they're really only maybe one or two together, but yet with these kinds of clones who come from Jango uh-huh. Fett, who's able to defeat five barehanded, and they're coming from that genetic makeup, um, why they were able to take over those Jedi so quickly. Yep. yep. And that's something they should have highlighted more in the films, too. Because, yeah, you, you mm-hmm. only get that from these comic books. You're right. absolutely right. You know that just that makes the uh, the clone army army that much more uh, much more better. <laughs> <laughs> got it I'm in again. Drink. Take a drink. <laughs> We're both drinking, everybody. Every time we say much more better. <laughs> so, but it, that also oh, that also plays into Boba Fett because now at this point, uh, Django informs Dooku. Uh, you know, because Dooku's paying him tons of money to do this and then he wants him to li- go live on Camino where you know the Camonians can can not only draw the the genetic the genetics that they need from Django um <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um that he's basically there to oversee the entire operation oversee that the clones are being uh trained correctly which i I really find interesting because now this plays into a newer comic book which is just Django fett um Mm -hmm. which is a canon comic book by the way that is in disney canon right now age age of republic yeah age of republic age of the republic Mm -hmm. um uh, there's a point where the comedian camonians they they say to him you should be very proud of your of your army and he's like why should i be proud 
these guys are cannon fodder. That's all they are. You know, he's basically like, you guys are using these guys. He knows. Yeah. He knows. That's interesting. Yeah. But he's getting paid a buttload of money. (laughs) And yet he's still taking bounty jobs too. He's taking bounty jobs on the side. Hence Do you that, think that's why that's why Boba Fett said at the end of the at the fourth episode or whichever you know he's I got plenty of credits. I think that's part of it. I think he does have his, he's inherited his dad's fortune right. from being the. And then of course Boba Fett became the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy, and Boba mm-hmm. Boba Fett I think has amassed his own fortune, and then not to mention. Whatever he gained when he took over the throne of Jabba the Hutt, because there was money there too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. when he says, "Trust me, I have plenty of credits," he ain't joking. The man right. is rich. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, if you you take all three of those aspects, with your superpower, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I never, I never really thought about. Boba having well, I did because in the uh, what is the name of Legacy of the Force series, which is a, like a ten book series, and I'm th- four books in on that one. Need mm-hmm. to get back on it. Django takes uh, a major part. Oh, Karen Travis was one of the artists, and no, it's a nine book series because it's three trilogies, and it's like three different authors write the first trilogy, and then those same three write the second three, and then the same three write the third three. And they, they oh. take one book from each trilogy is how they do it. Um, okay. Karen Travis was involved in that, too, so that was before the R- Republic Commando stuff. Um, okay. And and she writes a lot about Boba Fett in that, which makes sense because she was writing the Republic Commandos, which is the clones, which all come from Boba Fett. You know, it all ties together. Um. In that, Boba Fett is, he's rich too. He's got lots of money because they, they talk about the fact that he has so much money, he really doesn't need to be a bounty hunter anymore. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, yeah. So when they say he's rich, they're not kidding. He's rich. He's got money. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's, it's very believable when you find, follow those, those storylines, all of those storylines. Yep. So makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, the Django Fett's. The Jango Fett fortune, but and, uh, yes. So did did you read the Age of the Republic <laughs> issue? No, I, okay. No, I didn't get to reading. So yeah. So Bob uh, Jango is sent on a job, and he brings Boba with him. Okay. Uh, and uh, they, the bounty they're going after, she basically she tries to kill herself. She like jumps off this this building or something. Django swoops up and catches her. He's using the jetpack, which is fantastic. And she thanks him. Doesn't realize he's like, uh, no, I'm with them and you're going with us. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he knocks her unconscious and everything. And and then they're mad because basically he's the one that got gets the bounty, you know, and, and so they try to take Boba so they could get more of the bounty because they're trying, trying, you know, um, mm-hmm. and this is all a test. The whole thing is a test from Django to Boba Fett to see how Boba Fett will handle himself. And Boba ends up taking out three of those guys. And then there's one left. And the one, he's like, no, no, no. I, I tried tried to tell them not to go after you and everything. And then Django, uh, Bo, Bo, Django says to Boba, you need to, take, you need to make the decision whether you take him out or not. And Boba takes him out. Right. Ooh. Again, we go back to Book of Boba Fett. We go back to Cad Bane, and Cad Bane says, Boba Fett is a cold-hearted killer. This solidifies, he's still a little boy. He's still 12 years old. This is Attack of the Clones timeline. And he kills that kid. Because he was like, 
Nope. My dad wouldn't let you live either. I can't let mm. you live. So mm. he, he's learning the lessons from his father. And again, his father is also a cold-hearted killer. So it just solidifies all of that. Now, mm. now are we going to see the cold-hearted killer Boba Fett in Episode 7 of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett? Because they mentioned it, I believe so, yes. Which I think is going to make a lot of diehard Boba Fett fans happy. Because that has been one of the complaints about this series. They're like, look, this is not the Boba Fett of my memories. This is not the Boba Fett from when I was a kid. Of my head cannon. This is not the Boba Fett of my head cannon. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think back to Empire Strikes Back, you get the whole, you know, uh, Darth Vader tells him, and no disintegrations, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that's the way we all thought of Boba Fett, you know. Um, I, I've enjoyed him. I, you know, I I knew I, I'm like, eh, they're taking him in a new direction. I get it. It's fine. I I don't, well, he's transitioning from bounty hunter to family ruler. Well, and I think that's also where this super commando code is going to come in too. Cause there was this brotherhood throughout the clones and they all followed the, and the reason there was the brotherhood is because they followed that super commando code. You know, yeah, I like that. I like that. So I, I think when Boba says that he wants to rule with respect, I think he's taking mm-hmm. it back to that code. You know, it's going to be like there's a, there is a code that we need to follow as well gangsters. You know, because that's what he's becoming right. is is a gangster, and and what he's saying is there is no code there, and there needs to be a code, and we need to follow it. And that's where I kind of think they're going with this. So, yeah, I think we might see the cold-hearted killer at one point in Episode 7. But I think it's going to end up going back to that code is where I think it'll end up going. Mm-hmm. So. I like that. I like that. So, Episode 7, we're going to see him, the cold-hearted killer. Um, and then the whole ruling the family will be the whole code thing, the commando code. Right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, because we got a glimpse of it in Mandalorian when Boba Fett was in it, when he took out those stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was that was a great scene. And it was a fabulous scene. Oh, my. I, I just love the, the look at his face when he's, when he's bashing that stormtrooper in the head. That there is the cold-hearted killer Boba Fett. It really mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. Right? <laughs> did 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 the, the tombstone? You brought down the thunder. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I got I got uh, vibes of uh, uh, when when Cad Cad Bane walks into the scene. I got vibes of I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That was good. That was good. Uh, young Guns. <clears throat> I'm your Huckleberry. That's to- that's Tombstone. Yeah. Or was it? Yeah, you're right. Tombstone. Sorry. Tombstone. Val Kilmer. Yep. Val Kilmer. I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. I love that line. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. Great. It's one of my favorites. So, uh, I guess in closing, Django Fett really is the badass that that you know um that they try to to claim that he is in, in attack of the clones but we just i don't think it we just, just didn't get, we just didn't see it yeah it just didn't get portrayed and if, if you read the, this comic series uh, which i highly recommend um <laughs> good luck finding it in print <laughs> right 20 years old and i think it's uh the the aftermarket value is sky high on this thing um, right. So, so I highly recommend if you get a Marvel comic subscription, reading it there or go to Comixology. I got it for what eight and a half bucks on Comixology. So, um, and not, that was all four four in the series, all four comics in the series. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I prefer to have my physical comics over digital, but I don't know. There's some cool things about having the digital comic too. It's it's kind of fun. I mm-hmm. I love how you can double click on it and bring up one panel in in your almost your full mm-hmm. screen 
and get a nice yeah. view of that beautiful artwork and yeah. you know, and then yeah. you just click the arrow and it goes to the next panel. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I enjoy that, but I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about holding that physical comic in your hands and even paper. The, the paper and even the smell of a comic book. It's yeah. The digital will never rep- uh, replace that <laughs> until, until they do NFTs with comics, NFTs, non fungible token, Bitcoin or no, Ethereum. you're still, you're still not going to get the smell of a comic book. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And you're not going to get the that's, feel of the pages. You're never going to get that. That's true. I'm that's sorry. True. That's you have to have a physical copy to do that. And, they're not going to be able to re- reproduce those things digitally. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever. I, y- y- what, what, are they going to put out a candle that smells like comic books and then you, you light the candle as you're reading the digital? Is that how they're right. going to do it? <laughs> yep. Or or they're going to put a, 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 a sensor in your computer that sprays out a a, <laughs> a reproduced version of the comic book smell. Right, right, and I guarantee you, like, uh, it still won't Disney, smell like it. Yeah, that's like the Disney 4D movies that they do. You know, oh. where they they have you know the chair in front of you has a scent thing yes. that shoots out scents and and uh, little fans to blow. Make oh you my like gosh, you we went to. I remember now. We've been to Disney twice. The first time we went to Disney, when we went to Animal Kingdom, we went to see the uh, uh, Bugs Life. Uh, 4D experience. Yep. Right. I hated that. Oh my gosh. I hated it because they have that one where you're supposed to be getting stung by bees and these little things come out of the back of your seat and hit you in the back. These little wooden things. And it's like, oh gosh, that, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I told Brenda when we went this last time, I go, when we go to Animal Kingdom, I do not want to go on the Bugs Life thing. No, I refuse. Right. If you want to go, you can go by yourself. I'll wait for you. I am not going on that thing. <laughs> right. And she's like, yeah. yeah. The, the rumor is, because I'm making up this rumor right now, uh-huh. is only those who have never done it before are the ones who go in there. <laughs> I I highly believe that's true. Either that. Yeah, we did that. One years ago, years ago, we did the Muppets 4D one, and that was oh, fun. The Muppets 4D the Muppets. is fantastic. I love that. Yeah. That is that. I, yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, yeah. the The only way Bugs Life could be any fun um, is if you're taking a newbie and doesn't know about it, and you want to watch them get hurt, <laughs> and then you just move forward when that point comes up, and then you can laugh at your friend. You know. <laughs> Other than that, no. I think it's a horrible, horrible. You, you can't even attraction, attraction, because it's not a ride. You know, you're, right? You're just sitting the in the theater. You know. So. Yep. All right. Well, All right. coming back, Django Fett. Everybody, he is one bad dude. He's one yeah. bad. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and so that explains a lot about Boba Fett and how we're excited about seeing what happens in the next episode of Boba Fett. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Can't wait. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us uh, for this special podcast edition, excuse me, Star Wars Podcast Day episode, special edition, um, which will release on uh, Tuesday, the. February Tuesday, 7th. Right? Yeah, Tuesday. Is it the 7th? That's Monday. Is it? Wait a minute. See, we'll get this out on the correct day. But for those who follow us on our live shows, thank you so much. And you get a kind of a special preview of right. that. But it'll hit our audio podcast um, on the release day. <laughs> <laughs> it'll actually come out on Star Wars podcast day. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, oh, well. all right. Uh, oh, gosh. All right. All right, Mike. Well, I'll leave it to you to close this out. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> right. So with that said, happy Star Wars podcast day over and out. And may the force be with you. Oh, <laughs>
Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 